Have you ever wondered why some entrepreneurs seemingly catapult to the top in a short period of time, while others take years or even give up on their dreams? The fastest path to success is positioning yourself as an authority. Follow me on my journey to build my online dream business as I interview successful entrepreneurs, uncover marketing strategies to grow your business, and help position you as the authority. I'm Steph Shinneberry, and this is The Authority Marketing Edge. Welcome to Authority Marketing Edge. Today, I will be interviewing Robin Copernicus. Robin left his corporate job as an energy trader to pursue, to pursue serial entrepreneurship. He launched several companies and brands within his lifetime. He's also a growth hacks and personal branding coach for online entrepreneurs. So welcome back, Robin. Good to have you back. Hey, Steph. Second time on the show. Thank you so much. I know. It's awesome. So we did this last time, but could you go into maybe even a little bit more about kind of how you got started in the online space and to where you are today? Yeah. So I quit my job a year ago, like you mentioned in the intro, and I had this huge startup that I wanted to start up. It was, uh, it was actually a crypto startup and it was during the crypto boom. And I had a design team in Mary the Mexico. So I went to Mary the Mexico. I had programmers. I built this beautiful app. I spent so much time in so much time and money in just like product development and building something that I, I thought was incredibly useful. And I still think it's incredibly useful. Um, however, where I failed is I didn't know how to actually sell it. So then I took a step back and I started learning, okay, how do I actually get people to buy? How do I take the entire buyer's journey? You can, you can have the best product in the world, but if you're unable to actually sell it, then it's useless, essentially useless. Right. right. That's perfect. Yeah, that's true. That's, and that's kind of what this is all about, <laughs> the whole marketing thing. So, yeah. Moment. So, um, one of the things that opened up my eyes, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it, you were kind of froze up again. I'm sorry. Go, you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, so one of the things that opened up my eyes on my marketing approach was this book called Hitmakers that I read. And Hitmakers, it was all about how things go popular. And there were two takeaways from that book that um, stayed with me. So one of the first takeaways is if you have something that's new, you want to make it seem familiar. And if it's something that's familiar, you want to make it seem new. That's all good and dandy, but the second takeaway is even much better. And he shares this one story. He says, if you take a blonde you know, kid that's really handsome, blue eyes, sings like an angel, and he wants to be a pop star, and you take another blonde kid, same singing talent, same look, same everything, except this other kid, his friends are Usher, um, I think One Direction, and a whole bunch of other artists, who is more likely to actually become popular? Who's more likely to become successful? So when that story, when I read that story, like it hit me, like it doesn't matter what your product is, product is. it doesn't matter how talented you are, but there are gatekeepers. And if you don't meet with those gatekeepers and get to know who these people are, then you're probably going to be shut out. So it's very important actually to, you know, this kind of goes into your podcast. It's really important to build right. an authority in the space and get known, get known for who you are so you can get your ideas out into the masses. I so agree with you. You know, um, this, 
this whole concept struck me. I was reading something by, well, two different people, and I and I and I'll get I'll get the quotes messed up. But one is uh, Dan Kennedy, and the other is Frank Kern, and and both of them were along the lines of, you know, you have to be positioning yourself as an authority to make it. And I think it was Dan Kennedy that said, if if you're not positioning yourself as an authority, you're asleep at the wheel. And so um, you just it's just something that you have to do. And the cool thing is is that you can, because it's all about perception, like you said. So, yeah. I think so that's uh, the, you know, nail on the head. Is that the statement? I can't remember. Yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Head on the nail, hammer on yeah. the head, hammer on the nail. Like <laughs> but, but yeah, like your, your personal brand is so important, not only just to get your ideas out into the masses, but the, the, the truth is whatever kind of venture that you think about, whatever opportunity you have, all opportunities are fleeting. They will eventually fail. You'll have competition come up. Regulations might change. So many things that will change. It might not even be your talents or your business yourself, but just because of all these other external factors that come up, it could demolish your business. But if you have a personal brand and if you have an authority in the space, then even if that opportunity or that project went downhill, you can still go and do more opportunities. You can you can uh, start other companies, and people will know who you are. So if you're spending all your you know time and energy in building your brand that's not your personal brand, if that brand fails, then you're you know SOL. Right, I agree. Ventures and opportunities that you might have, if they fail, at least you still have your face and your name to right. carry you through other right. opportunities. Right. That's cool. So, um, so you're helping entrepreneurs with their personal branding and growth hacks. Can you share some of the, if someone came to you and they're, they're pretty new in the space and that's what they, they know that they need to get positioned as an expert or authority and they need to brand themselves. What are some of the growth hacks that you, the techniques that you'll use to help them advance themselves? Oh, this is such a good question. Okay, so one of the few things that people do on social media, they'll spend all their effort and energy in trying to build up their Instagram followers or their Facebook group followers. But the thing is, those people, as quickly as they can follow you, they can also unfollow you and you have no way really to track who they are. So you're not collecting email addresses or phone numbers then you're losing out on a lot because not not only that i've had several friends several people that i know that have lost their facebook accounts or lost their instagram accounts and they lost every single following and and if you're building up a follower base for instagram or, or facebook you're not building an asset for yourself you're building an asset for them so okay. it would be so prudent of you and this is like the number one growth acting that you can do is build your own list build your own email list and phone number list and i say phone numbers because even with emails if gmail goes away the next day all these people lost their emails um you're you're you know you're gonna be bent out of shape there as well but with a phone number, at least with a phone number, it's platform agnostic. So no matter which carrier that people go through, even if they move overseas, they usually keep their phone number. And that way you can stay connected with whoever this buyer is. They might be turned off one day, but then maybe a year later you present something else that will light them up and they've slowly kind of built that trust with you. That's interesting because um, usually you do hear people talking about, and I know the email list is very important, but you don't hear, at least I don't hear so much people talking about getting phone numbers. And I know that like, I'm a little bit hesitant to put my phone number in when I'm like downloading a lead magnet. So are, is there like a trick to it or what do you do to get phone numbers? 
That is another great question. Okay, so the first way that I would start, it, it depends on how you're designing your funnel. So for the buyer's journey, yes, they're going to be hesitant in giving you their phone number right away, unless you're giving them something of value. So if you say, you know, give me your phone number for a chance to win a new PS4, then they might give it to you. Um, but you can also use the nudge technique where you're chipping at them slow, chipping away at them slowly. So first you ask for a phone number, um, you give them a lead magnet for that, and then you up your offer with a better lead magnet in return for their number. Or maybe you, you know, you, yeah, some kind of prize or some kind of benefit from actually giving you their number. Right. So it's part of developing that uh, know, like, and trust. Yes. Yes. So what is your best advice for building like an organic following on social media? My best advice for building an organic following, which through my business, unblockmywebsite.com. So I have a, a business called unblockmywebsite.com. We help Facebook marketers and Instagram marketers get their URLs black. Uh, I'm sorry, get their URLs back that might have been blocked by Facebook. And when I'm looking at these marketers' websites, I noticed that they're not using tracking pixels. So tracking pixels is a way where you can capture your um, website visitors' information without even collecting a email address or a phone number. And I would say 90% of people out there aren't using tracking pixels. So that's probably the number one thing that you want to do. So even you're talking Yeah, I would say <laughs> it's okay. So, so even if you don't know exactly the strategies on how to use the tracking pixel, I would say at least get the tracking pixel set up so you can start collecting that data because without that data, you can't build any strategies on, you know, afterwards. Right. And you're talking about basically the Facebook pixel that goes. There are, there are so many different kinds of tracking pixels, but okay. there's uh, Facebook pixels, there's uh, Google analytics or Google ads. They, they kind of use the same one. Um, Bing has a tracking pixel. I'm, I'm pretty sure Twitter and Pinterest has one as well. I don't use okay. it that much, but, but you'll, you'll find tracking pixels from several different companies. Not only do they track who the person is from that social media site, but it can track how far they've actually scrolled through your website. So how interest, how interested are, you know, are they, um, did they consider the lead magnet at all? Did they bounce out? right away so give you know with that information if you know that this person spent 10 minutes on my site he scrolled through 75 percent of my site he's probably on the fence he's interested he hasn't added anything to cart but now if i deliver ads to them i'm gonna have a much better chance of getting them to convert versus someone that only spent three seconds on my site and you know he he decided that the, my site wasn't for them so wasting my ad dollars on that person would be would be you know Right. A waste. Yeah. A waste. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you're analyzing people's basically their content based on what, based on the analytics from the tracking pixel. Is that correct? So, so the tracking pixel will allow you to serve them ads. You don't know who they are, but Facebook knows who they are. They have a numer numerical identity and it's, it's protected. So they're anonymous to you. But you know that they've been on your site and you can serve them an ad based on the type of behavior they've spent on your site. So if they added something to cart, then you can send them an ad saying, hey, you left something in your cart. But if they just scroll through 75% of your site, then you can send them an ad that says, you know, I, I noticed that you looked at my website this week and you read most of it. What's keeping you on the fence? Go ahead and send us a Facebook message now. 
Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So what, um, so what type of things do you do with your clients as far as personal branding? Is it more geared toward, you know, helping them with their content or just, you know, being omnipresent or am I way off base? Is there? No, no, no. I, I, th- I think omnipresent is one of the most important things because so many people, they only focus on a very small area and really what they can do is they can repurpose all of their content and kind of create like a content waterfall. So if they're releasing content on YouTube, for example, then they can take that same content and release it on Facebook Watch, release it on Instagram, IGTV, everywhere where that client's audience would be. So right. you, you do want to be omnipresent and you want to not only be omnipresent, but you also want to track who's coming through. Awesome. At the end of the day, I, I, I'm a serious believer in analytics. It's all about analytics. <laughs> it sounds like it's so, like that stuff is kind of like, like over my head. <laughs> I need somebody to do my analytics. So. <laughs> we- so, so great segue into my Facebook group, Growth Hack Secrets, where I'll kind of be covering on how to convert these, your website visitors a lot better. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I just signed up for your Facebook group. I'm excited yeah. about that. Good deal. GrowthHackSecrets.com. GrowthHack. And we'll, we'll link that in the show notes as well. Awesome. So. Thank you so much, Steph. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what is like, what drives you? Where are you going with your, with your business? What is your why? What, where do you want to take this? Oh, that's, that's such a good question. Another good question. And you know what, that is actually something that I am working on at the moment. Every time I figure, you know, I think that I have the why and I think that I've grasped it. Mm -hmm. um, Someone asked me another question that throws a wrench in those plans and, and makes me kind of, you know, think about it a little bit deeper. So you might know uh, Jamie Atkinson, who we both worked yep. with for our podcast. So he's actually been helping me with my why and my who a, a little bit more. So nice. that's a great question. I'm going to have to get back to you maybe. Yeah, no, that's next. fine. I understand. Yeah. No, I understand. And it does. I think it, you know, I think it does change. And I think that, you know, as you go along your journey, things kind of like, you know, you go a little bit deeper. I mean, I, I started this journey because I wanted to shorten myself my time to retirement. And then I found out, you know, I really love helping people in this space in there. So it just, it's evolved into this whole other, you know, thing that, that I'm still trying to figure out too, but I really love that. So, so, okay. So there's actually two things. So one, I'm completely happy that I am in charge of my complete schedule. And if, I wanted to get face tattoos the next day. My revenue still would not go down. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to answer to anyone. And that, I think that's almost like at least half of the dream. Yeah, no, it is. It's like, to me, that's the whole deal is to be able to have freedom, time freedom and, you know, freedom to do the things that you want to do, to be able to afford to do the things you want to do. So financial freedom and time freedom. Um, I think are a big thing for most entrepreneurs that, you know, you just want that freedom. So I think 10 years ago, if you asked me, I was trying to optimize how much I can put into my bank account, but now I'm just trying to optimize the amount of happy. Yeah. I like that. Not just for me, but for people around me as well. Yeah. That's awesome. So this may be, this may be off, off subject and we can just cut this out if you don't want it. But so what, I know that you have some aspirations for politics Yes. Can you, uh, do you want to touch on that just a little bit? Sure. So 
I am a little bit concerned about the current political space um, in the U.S. right now. I'm actually a swing voter, so I'm, I'm completely independent. I voted for Democrats and Republicans, and the way each party is going, they're going on two extremes that it's really disturbing because nothing gets done. I agree. Basically, the pendulum swings from left to right, and nothing moves forward. So I would like to change that. And I think there are a lot of people that are in the center that are looking at these two extremes. And most of the people are in the center and they suffer the most. And I think there needs to be a new um, anti-establishment center that emerges. And those are the people that I will represent. And to me, I believe that that is the majority. Yeah, I agree. I think there it, it's so strange because that's all I hear is like nothing can get done. Everything's gridlocked because it just swing swings from one extreme to the other. And you know, we're better than that. We should that's what we're that's what we're about is compromise. So Yes. So uh, one of the main problems that I would like to fix right away is our voting system. So right now you can only vote for one person. And because you can only vote for one person, each person will pick a strategy. They'll either vote for the lesser evil or, or they'll vote for someone that can beat the highest evil. They're not really voting for their candidates and for policies that they believe in. So right. as an example of this, Bernie Sanders, Love the guy. Love Bernie Sanders. He's a really honest guy. He's really straightforward, but I don't agree with his policies. Right. But just because I believe that he is an honest person, he's a consistent person. At least I know what I'm going to get by voting for him. Right. And I'm voting, I'm actually voting against my interests just because I want to get someone that has a higher, um, higher moral standards right. for themselves. Right. Now, I think if we change the voting system to rank choice voting, where everyone not only puts their first choice, but their second choice and their third choice, then you can find out who the majority actually wants to pick instead of just picking one. The reason we don't do this right now is because the, the establishment that actually is in power, they benefit from only one vote. They would not benefit from ranked choice right. voting. Ranked choice voting would give more power to the people. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, I, I think I may have heard of that before, but I that's been like out of mind. So I love that. I love that idea. So very cool. Yep. Well, I know we got I know we got into politics, but I just couldn't like I was so in, I was so fascinated that you were interested, you know, in politics. And I was just curious, you know, about about your why. And I love it's it's a good why. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. 2022 is going to be an interesting year in Texas because the 2020 census is going to be made. Texas has had a lot of influx from different states, different people. The demographics of Texas has totally changed and it's changed so much that the people that have been in power, they're actually not able to um, assess exactly which way the elections will go in the future. They, they don't even know how to gerrymander properly. So because <laughs> of this, like, I think it's going to be kind of open season. Um, it's going to be a, a lot of interesting things. You might see a lot of incumbents fighting with other incumbents for their seats mm -hmm. and a couple seats are opening up in Texas. So it should be an interesting election year. Good deal. And you're going to, and you're run, and you're thinking about running for Senate for the uh, Texas state Senate or is that? I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about it, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about running for Congress through Texas. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'll be uh, interested in following your career, Robin. It's, it's yeah. been, yeah, it's been great. So awesome. Well, uh, you know, do you have any, do you have any other suggestions as far as uh, authority marketing or growth hacks that you would like to give us before we wrap it up here? 
if you want to get into more detail or want to learn more in depth, you can always look me up on Instagram. So I'm at robin.copernicus. You can also join my Facebook group at growthhacksecrets.com. And more than happy to share what we'll do right now. We're actually organizing a LinkedIn engagement group. So if you're interested in that, then growthhacksecrets.com is where you want to be. Steph, I'm so happy that you brought me into, into the show. I had a, a really good time and really look forward to you blowing up. Oh, I love it, Robin. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's kind of, it's going to be fun to watch you grow too. So. Hey, thanks Steph. All right. This is Steph Shinaberry with Authority Marketing Edge. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review and I'll send over the Authority Marketing Guide, the why and how you should be positioning yourself as an authority. Again, thanks for joining us. This is Steph Shinaberry with Authority Marketing Edge.